0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron. On News Talk. Ask the GP. On Lunchtime Live. Dr. Sumi Dunn is here to answer all of your questions. Good afternoon, Sumi. Good
1: afternoon, How are you? Good. Glad to be here. Nice weekend. Yeah, lovely weekend. Nice to see a bit of sun. Yeah, it's it's
0: unbelievable the difference it makes. Absolutely. The 100 days of January are over, do you
1: think?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. No. (laughs) Even though the weather is still cold and frosty, but just the difference is (laughs)
1: incredible. Even your mood, it just lifts you, doesn't it? Totally. Just walking from the station today, it was just incredible. Brilliant. Brilliant. Got a bit of sun and just, uh, yeah. Take it all in. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six. That's
0: the number, though, if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, now, loads of questions. Just started on HRT. I'm suffering from insomnia again since I started it. Um,
1: could, the, could the HRT be causing it, asks this listener. That's a really interesting one. If anything, it depends on what type of HRT that you're taking Uh, Normally, uh, there is a double component of HRT because most of our women have what we call a womb present. And if you have a womb present, you have to take a progesterone component uh, and also together with a patch or a gel, which is the oestrogen component. What we do know in the progesterone component, if you're taking that as a tablet orally at night, that will help promote your sleep. In some instances, some women take this progesterone component either into their vagina or they may get it through a coil, in which case you won't necessarily get the sleep effect. So if you are using it as a vaginal pessary, you can actually use exactly the same tablet orally. Uh, and if you're still not getting your sleep, it's worth a chat with your GP. But if you've only just started HRT, what we do say to all of our patients is that it's worth sitting out a good six weeks uh, because it takes that long before we can see a real effect
0: change in this in the system. Rhythms. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listener says my 18-year-old son has injured his knee for the second time playing rugby. An X-ray showed a loose piece of bone. The knee has a soft tissue injury. How long should he rest the knee for? He's actually keen now to play a match yet. Yeah. Next week, that he was
1: injured only last week. Okay, this is what we call an acute injury. You really do need to give it time. Uh, What he will need is another assessment, either with his GP or a physiotherapist, particularly somebody that is in tune with sports injuries. If there is any degree of swelling or pain, if your son is unable to stand on his leg. Or have what we call a full range of movement, then he's not fit to return to play. Uh, and I can totally understand. I have two rugby playing yeah, boys I myself. Say
0: that you know. All oh about this. yeah, I
1: have two rugby playing boys. I've been there. We've been in the wars. We've been in the trenches. But it is really worth getting the injury rehabilitated properly, assessed properly, and if required, if the pain is ongoing and there are any issues, an MRI scan, which gives us more detail, particularly around soft tissue and aspects inside the knee joint, might be warranted here.
0: Okay. Uh, this. Extra says, I have an
1: eight-year-old daughter who is starting puberty. Is this very young? Interestingly now, uh, certainly in the last 15, 20 years, we've seen a shift where puberty is starting earlier and earlier. Uh, and we now say the normal age is around 10. Whereas when I was in medical school, we would have associated it with your mid-teens. Uh, and eight falls into what we call the earlier range, but still mm. a normal range.
0: She says her emotions are up and down. She said a growth and in weight increase, pubic mm. hair, breast buds have started. She's also complaining of a sick stomach on and off. Yeah, yeah more each could be getting it young. It,
1: it, it's all fitting in with what we call the stages of puberty. Uh, certainly, uh, there is a stage that we use to uh, look at called Tanner's stages of puberty. And when describing pubic hair being present and breast buds together with a change in emotion, uh, it's all Fitting in with the beginning of the pubertal growth axis and the pubertal change, uh, as I said, eight is young, but it's still within what we call the early uh, normal range group nowadays. What should she do? Like, go? Do you go to the? Is there anything the GP can do? Um, with we would like to support our patients, make the GP aware. It's again making sure that our daughters, our young daughters, are all have all the appropriate information in a manner that they can understand and to recognise that uh, things are happening. Body is changing. It's all mm. very normal uh, and to give lots of support around that. The schools nowadays are actually excellent and there's normally yeah. somebody within the school that is designated to support our younger students through this journey, particularly in primary okay. school.
0: 087 1400 106 is the WhatsApp number if you have a question for Dr. Sumi Dunn today. My husband is in his 50s, got a flu just after Christmas. He had the usual flu like symptoms, cough, sore throat, aches, pains, etc. He took the usual over-the-counter medicines to treat it. He wasn't off work and got over it within a week or so. Since then, he's been left with a persistent dry cough. He's fit, healthy otherwise, exercises four or five times a week. It is irritating in both day and night. He finds it very annoying. Is there anything else he can take that might treat it or does he need the GP and
1: antibiotics? What we do say, if there's a cough ongoing for more than three weeks, it does need a medical review. So given that this has now been ongoing since December coming into January, we're well past the three-week margin. I would very much recommend that uh, this individual does get back to their GP for what we call a comprehensive respiratory review. Uh, Also, there could be other aspects in the background. I'm not aware from uh, the information given here, whether there's a background of smoking or chronic lung disease or asthma. So there are a lot of factors that can come into play. Uh, Also, some medications can cause a chronic dry cough. So in, in this instance, given that it's ongoing for more than three weeks, do get back to your GP on but this But three morning. weeks is a sort of standard, isn't it, for kind anybody listening that yeah, yeah, absolutely. If right. things haven't resolved
0: cough-wise over three weeks, do get back yeah. to your GP. Um, I Just in the same sort of area, I've congested nose and ears for two weeks. Any suggestions on
1: how to shift it? Difficult one, sinuses. It's all going around at the moment. Lots of viruses, bacterial and viral, still going around. We're still in the middle of what we call the viral season. I would give it another week uh, and see how things settle down uh, before you make a call on this one.
0: Um, My 19 month old, yeah, 19 month old baby has fluids in both her ears and needs Mm -hmm. to get grommets in to clear them out. We're going private as the public queue is too slow. We're worried it's affecting her development. Do you know what could have caused this
1: to happen? It's what it's really quite common. Fluid in ears is what we call it as a result of chronic otitis media. So that's repeated ear infections in younger children and babies. Uh, and we all get them. Uh, and some of us just pass them off with no issue. Mm. And some of them, some children and also some adults, get what we call fluid in the ear. Uh, the issue at hand really is if it goes on to affect hearing and speech in which case that's the main reason for the grommets, to relieve the pressure so that, uh, that children can hear and then articulate properly. So the treatment is appropriate. The main reason around these things, more than likely viral infections and repeated viral okay. infections, which would be ears, ears, nose and throat. doesn't necessarily have to be ongoing ear infections. Yeah. Again, so common. Uh, all our kids pick this up and it's part of building up their immune system as well.
0: Oh 1400 106 is the number. This texter, uh, I'm a 69 year old woman and for the first time in years I've chill in my toes. I use witch hazel oil, which soothes them, but it's not getting rid of them. They get particularly bad when my feet heat up, for example, when I'm in bed or walking.
1: Any suggestions on how to get rid of them? really annoying Uh, and they can be really itchy as well itchy and painful what we do say the mainstay is really to try and keep your feet warm at all times so rather than going from extremes of cold to hot uh, one of the things we would say is please don't put your feet into hot water in order to warm that up because immediately you'll get an issue where the blood vessels will open up uh, and if anything that causes you more problems in the long run so trying to keep the feet at a nice constant temperature Mm. all the way through also good moisture ization will help. A um, couple of sports
0: related injuries. I've been working out a good bit and I think I've tennis elbow from lifting weights.
1: Uh, Is there anything I can do to help? But what is tennis elbow? Tennis elbow is what we call a synovitis around the elbow joint. So it's not actually from playing tennis, uh, but it does affect around the elbow joint. And it can be really, really painful and slight movements can very much aggravate it so much so that people find it difficult even to drive a car or put a coat on as well. Uh, A lot of it will settle of its own accord. Sometimes it can be chronic and ongoing, in which case you do need a little bit of help from your GP may need a localised steroid injection. But in the first instance, some over-the-counter non-steroidals, things like Nurofen, if tolerated, can be taken, uh, or some more which can be prescribed to you by your GP, uh, a little bit stronger than Nurofen.
0: A texter has a
1: trapped nerve in their neck. They're going to the chiropractor. It's not moving, though. Uh, I would recommend in this instance to come into your GP for an assessment, if it's an ongoing neck pain. How do you know you have a trapped nerve in your neck? It's There can be a multitude of symptoms that come on. It could be pain on movement. uh, It could be pain in the shoulder. It could be pain down either one or both your arms. So we have a network, a plexus of nerves that runs down our spinal canal, Mm -hmm. split into what we call the cervical region, which is up near the neck, the lumbar region, which is our kind of lower back, and the mid-region of the back, which is our thoracic aspects. So... Each part will innovate different areas. So around the neck, Mm. it can even be going up into the neck, may even be headache coming into the upper arms and lower arms can be one side or both sides. Okay. And for this listener, what can you do for a broken nose? The hospital wouldn't do an x-ray. Normally we allow broken noses a good 10 days because initially if there's big swelling after injury, it may not be picked up on x-ray. After... 10 days if there is what we call an obvious deviation so when you look in the mirror the nose looks Mm. out of place that's worth getting a look at Uh, if thereafter there are issues with breathing that's worth getting a look at Uh, finally hay fever has started early for me is it
0: true that you can become immune to antihistamines i've been taking them for a few weeks now but my hay fever has been terrible the last couple of days this particular antihistamine seemed to work last time round, though is it
1: lor- lor- loratadine? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's worth changing your antihistamines. If loratadine is not giving you good effect, there are other over-the-counter antihistamines worth taking. It's also worth uh, those that have what we call chronic seasonal rhinitis, uh, as in the hay fever troubles them every year, is to almost start the hay fever medication within the next few weeks in order to get a okay. good run into it. Now, it's a little bit early in February to start talking hay fever. Are there any other allergens at play? Because quite often, if you have a background of hay fever, there could be something else that you're triggered with as well. And you can't become immune though, can you, to do you you can develop a tolerance, yeah. so it's worth changing them around. Uh, so again, you know, if loratadine isn't working at the moment, it may be worth moving to something what we call uh, cetirizine or another one that's available over the counter.
0: Okay, Doctor Sumi Don, thanks a million for joining us for this Monday's Ask the GP. Uh, we will be talking again to Sumi next Monday afternoon. That's all we've time for on the show today. As always, you can listen back. It's on the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.